you got your Bibles, you can open up to Psalm 92. It's where we've been this whole season of prayer and fasting, talking about what it means to be planted. Psalm 92, verse 12. I know some of you are like, what is he doing on stage today? He's usually down on the floor. We've had some issues with the lighting I've heard on like YouTube, like people that watch on there. There's like a shadow if I'm down there. We're trying something new today, all right? It's, it's very weird. I feel like I'm 10 feet tall right now. I'll get over it. 92 verse 12. The righteous shall flourish. You've heard this. If you've been here these past few weeks, you've heard this. The righteous shall flourish like a palm tree. He shall grow like a cedar in Lebanon. Those who are planted in the house of the Lord shall flourish in the courts of our God. They shall still bear fruit in old age. They shall be fresh and flourishing to declare that the Lord is upright. He is my rock and there is no unrighteousness in him. I just want to pray as we begin here today. Father God, I, I just, I ask. I ask for the heart of you, Father. I ask for the spirit of wisdom and revelation that you would just speak right now in this moment. I, I ask for the Father's heart that this message would just be a message from your heart Father, you've called me to be a shepherd of this house, to watch over those who are in this house. Hebrews 13, that's what your word says. There's a calling. There's a weight on my shoulders as the pastor and the shepherd of this house to watch over those who are planted in this house, to care for them. Father, I just pray right now that the heart of the Father would come through me, that it would be your heart and it would come through your word, and that it would just, it would prune us, it would strengthen us, it would fortify us, that it would establish us. We pray, Holy Spirit, that you would move and speak to every heart in this room. We know that you already are. We know that the seed of your word, when it goes out, It never returns void. And that's what we're doing right now. We're sowing the seed of your word, Father. Everything we stand on in this house, it is all stood on the foundation of your word. And right now, I just pray, Father, that we would be reminded of that. That we, this is a church that is gifted spiritually and we walk spiritually and we listen to your Holy Spirit's voice, but we do all that in wisdom and discernment with your word. And Father, that's my heart today, that we would just come back to the word and that we would listen to your spirit and discern what we're hearing, what you're speaking to us through your word. Establish us, fortify us, grow grow, grow roots deep and wide in this house for every palm tree, every cedar that's planted in this house. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. There's something powerful. He, he talks in his word about trees, about palm trees, and, and, and growth from the earth. He, he talks about this all throughout his word. I started looking this week at palm trees, and I started looking at cedars. Because these are the two that keep coming back when we look at this in, in Psalm 92. We want this for our life, right? We want to flourish like a palm tree. 
We want to grow like a cedar. We want to produce fruit in our old age. We, we want to be flourishing and fresh and just on fire from here until our old age. We want all that to declare that the Lord is upright, that he's my rock and there's no unrighteousness in him all the days of our lives to be fruitful. When grown from a seed, a palm tree will not start producing fruit until at least year four. Until at least year four. It'll reach peak production in about years 15 through 20. So for some of us, we, we've heard this passage over and over, and, and we're kind of, we're excited, and, and we're, we're kind of amped up about it. We're like, yes, I want to produce fruit. I want to be productive in the kingdom. I, I want to be fresh and flourishing all the days of my life. And, and, and we're starting to get a little antsy in this season. Like, I, I'm, I'm not seeing it. Like, sometimes we just are so narrow-minded, and we're just looking, even in this small little 21 days of prayer and fasting, we're looking in this small window and saying, man, I, it, it's the last day. And I haven't seen you do what I thought you were going to do, Lord. I haven't seen the fruit come out of my life that I thought was going to be coming out. And I haven't seen the produce yet. And we're getting a little antsy and we're starting to think, maybe, maybe I'm in the wrong place. Maybe this isn't where God called me. Maybe this isn't what I'm supposed to be doing. Maybe, 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 maybe. All these million of maybes. No, no, no. Trust what he's doing under the soil. There are things happening in this house under the soil that you can't even see or think or imagine. You have to trust what's going on. If the seed of the palm tree, after one year, started to say, this soil must be bad. Like, I'm not, I'm not, you know, I'm not producing fruit. If the seed could choose to get up and, and move itself to another soil, I, I think it would if it was a lot like us as humans. If a seed was exactly, we would just be like, I've been here a year. He hasn't done it yet. It hasn't happened yet. I thought it was supposed to happen. When's it going to happen, Lord? And we get impatient and we jump from house to house. We're in a culture right now that hops churches constantly. And I'm inviting you today. If you're here today, I'm inviting you. I'm challenging you. Give him four years at least. Some of us are like, I can't even commit to this guy I'm dating for one week. Like, I don't know. I mean, you know, whatever. Like some of us, we have a hard time with commitment, right? Like I don't, I don't even want to commit to like a year-long membership of Netflix. I kind of want to take that month by month. Like it's, it's not that great. Like I might want to get out pretty soon. No, I'm just kidding. I don't even use Netflix. All right. But, you know, fill in the blank. Commit to him for four years to stay planted. You're going to start to see, and you're going to start to believe. He's doing something under the soil right now, even in these seasons. And it takes faith to hold on to. It takes the faith of Abraham and Isaac and Jacob, our forefathers in the faith. Don't forget, us as believers, we are grafted in to that family. We're not separate from the Israelites. No, no, no. We're grafted into God's people. So now his promises are our promises. What did he tell Father Abraham? You'd be a father of many nations. Do you know how many sons he had? Two. I bet Abraham was kind of looking at that and be like, well, we got a long way to go. This doesn't look like the stars yet, Lord. 
And, and then he's probably thinking like, you know what? I bet it's really going to happen for Isaac. I bet for Isaac, it, we're going to start to see. We're going to see something amazing. We're going to see crazy growth. We're going to see expansion. And, and you know how many sons Isaac had? Two. I bet Abraham and Isaac, you know, I mean, Abraham, he'd been sharing the promise. He, he had told him the blessing. He told him about everything God had told him. And Isaac knew. And I bet there were times that they were just kind of standing around and, you know, looking and thinking, huh, it doesn't look like the stars. It's just a couple. It's really easy to get discouraged in those seasons. But there are things happening under the soil that you can't even see or imagine. It takes faith. Grass seed. When you plant grass seed, before the first little shoot comes up out of the ground, what's going on underneath the soil That's where the growth is happening. You may not see the fruit in the natural. You may not see the growth right now in the natural. You may not see what you were expecting in the natural. But in the spirit, underneath the soil, there's something amazing happening. There's a miracle taking place. For grass seed, there's two to three inches of growth that takes place before you even get that first little shoot out of the ground. If you would stay patient and stay planted, I'm telling you, God is going to bring a miracle. That's what he does. But you have to trust what's happening under the soil. Abraham and Isaac, they held on to the promise. And then Isaac, he, he had a son named Jacob. And all of a sudden, this son had 12 sons. And all of a sudden, he got the first glimpse, that first look of what God was forming all the way back from that first promise he gave Abraham. And it took two to three generations. Sometimes it's just two to three inches, just two to three generations, two to three years, or 20 to 30 years if you would just be patient and stay planted and trust what he's doing under the soil and believe him for the miracles, for what his word says. Trust that process of what's happening underneath. Jacob got to see the first formation of a nation. He got to see the 12 tribes of Israel being born. This was the beginning. This was the beginning of a group that would move to Egypt and would multiply so rapidly and so quickly that Pharaoh began to try to kill off their babies. Because they were, mo- they were becoming mightier than the nation that they were there enslaved to. That's the power of the promise. But when you rip things up out of the ground because you're getting impatient and you start going from soil to soil to soil, guess what? There's no growth that happens. When, when you move a tree, when you, when you are transplanting a tree, if you go up about six inches off the ground, I've learned a lot. I'm going to sound like a botanist or something pretty soon. If you go up about six inches off the ground, that's where they call it the caliper. I don't know. You're like, what's that mean? I don't know. Look it up later. It's on Google. Okay? If you measure that diameter right there, okay, now you know right here, when you move that tree, 
how many years it's going to take before that tree will get over the shock of being transplanted from one soil to another soil. When you move from the house of God that you're called and planted in without him calling you to move, without him giving you a word, without his spirit saying, no, no, it's time. I'm calling you, I'm releasing you out of this soil into a new place. When you move without him, guess what? You are receiving shock to your system. And for every inch of diameter that you are six inches above the ground, that's a year and a half that it will take for every inch before you get over the shock of being transplanted to new soil. So let me just put this in terms. If one inch of that tree equals one year, and two inches equals two years. You've been plant- Some of you, you've been planted in this house for two years. And coming up here at Easter, we're going to be three years old as a church. We're a young church. Some of us, we're, we've only been here two, three, maybe even one year, not even a year. If you get up after two years and say, no, no, I'm done here, that's a year and a half for each year before you'll be productive at the next place that you try to get planted in. That's what I'm learning. This is God's word. He gives us this imagery from his creation to teach us something. This is what we can learn when we look inside of his word. And so if you've been here two years, that's a year and a half. That's another year and a half. That's three years before you're going to produce fruit again. But if you would just stay planted where he's called you, you're going to see a miracle. But sometimes that takes patience. Have patience when you're planted. The cedar of Lebanon, it's the most enduring living thing that the ancient Hebrews knew of. It would grow to a height of 100 feet. It's the tallest tree in that region. It takes longer to bear fruit than most trees, but the cedar will continue to bear fruit for centuries after other trees have decayed. That's what we're praying and believing for. We don't know. We believe Jesus is coming back soon, but for him a day is like a thousand years and a thousand years is like a day. We don't know. So what we're doing right now, we're believing that he's coming back any day now. But we're planting something and we're growing something and we're asking him to bring the growth and the increase that will produce fruit for centuries beyond, for generations beyond. That's what we're asking and believing him for, that this will be a church that is moving in his spirit, by his word, for generations beyond this time. That's what we're sowing seed into. That's what we're planting in this house. funny, these trees, they come naturally equipped with bug spray and healing ointment. The smell of the wood is so powerful that it repels most insects. What's an insect? It's a demon. It's spirit. It repels evil spirits because the Holy Spirit is welcome here. No other spirit is welcome here in this house because there's cedars taking root and beginning to grow here. And by the way, don't forget, we're a young house. These are little trees right now. We've got to protect these trees. How do we protect these trees? Through unity. 
We strive for unity in all things with Jesus Christ as the head of the house. Because we've got to protect what God is growing. Because these are small trees right now. But they have the potential for the growth of 100 feet. For trees that will produce fruit for years and years after we're all gone. That's what we're trying to grow in this house. That's what we're believing for when you're planted. The smell of the wood is so powerful it repels insects. The insects even try to eat of its leaves. The sap will clog their throats. Demon voices are clogged when they come into this house. That's what God is beginning to form and raise up in this house. No other spirit but the Holy Spirit is allowed to speak here. He speaks. He moves. Every other spirit that tries to speak in this house, I'm declaring right now, its voice will be clogged. It will not have a place here in the name of Jesus Christ because we're filled. We are filled and anointed. We're his people. Hey, you feel that? That's him. He's in the house right now. In fact, right now he's clogging voices. Some of you, you came in here today and you had voices speaking to you. I had it this morning. I had this voice coming at me and saying things. And I was like, that's not me. That, that, I know that's not the Holy Spirit. It was just, just mean, like weird things. And I was like, I, I rebuke that. I want nothing of that. We rebuke those voices that don't come from the Holy Spirit. We only listen to his voice. Every other voice is clogged by the sap of his Holy Spirit. They don't get a, they don't get a word here. Now, the sap will clog their throats. The sap also, if a tree gets gashed, if a cedar gets gashed, the sap comes out and it acts like healing ointment and it covers the gash. It's self-healing. The Holy Spirit is healing those who are planted in the house. That's what he's doing. He's healing you spiritually and he's healing you physically. Some of you, you've experienced both in this house. Keep believing that and keep saying it and keep declaring God's goodness and uprightness through those situations because this is also a season when he's trying to get you uprooted and to leave and be like, no, 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 that didn't really happen. That wasn't really God. The enemy is trying to speak those voices. No, no, no. We don't listen to those lies. He does miracles in this house. He heals us physically and spiritually. And some of us, we're still believing, and I'm telling you, there are progressive healings taking place right now. It hasn't happened yet, but it's happening in the spiritual. It's happening under the soil. And if you hold on to this promise right now, this is for you. You're going to begin to see that seed pop up. You can't see the two to three inches that's taking place, and you might be discouraged in this moment, but I'm telling you, there's something taking place, and it's about to pop up. Listen to him. Follow him. Stay planted in his house. Psalm 104, verse 15. Actually, let me go to verse 14, really. He causes the grass to grow for the cattle and vegetation for the service of man that he may bring forth food from the earth and wine that makes glad the heart of man, oil to make his face shine, and bread which strengthens man's heart. Verse 16, the trees of the Lord are full of sap, the cedars of Lebanon which he planted. The trees of the Lord are full of sap. God has planted it. I'm telling you, if he's planted you in this house, don't leave until he says go. 
I stayed at a place, the church I was at before, I stayed there 12, almost 13 years. I had moments during those 12 or 13 years where I, where I felt restless and I felt like I'm not in the right place. I'm not seeing what I want to see. This isn't really going the way I want it to go. But he didn't tell me I could go yet. Now, when he told me I could go, he made it real obvious and I knew because I'm a little slow sometimes. But he made it real obvious when it was time to leave the house and start a new house. And I'm thankful. If I would have uprooted, I would have missed out on what he's building now. If I would have left seven, eight, nine years ago when I was restless and mad and frustrated or angry and things weren't looking the way I wanted them to look, if I just would have left on my own without a word from him, I would have missed what he's doing now in this season. Some of you right now, there's that voice pulling at you saying, no, 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 give up. This marriage is over. No, 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 give up. Walk away from this church. No, 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 give up. Walk away from that family member. No, 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 give up on them. It, it ain't gonna happen. It's not gonna get fixed. It's never gonna get better. I'm telling you, it's gonna get better. I'm declaring it right now. It's gonna get better. There's something happening in the soil right now that you can't see, but you just gotta believe, all right? Give him a hand right now. Give him a hand. He's doing something. He's doing something, but you gotta hold on to the promise. Jeremiah 42. I was going to read this whole thing, but now I'm just going to, whew, you know, I've been talking too much about trees, all right? I want to highlight a couple things here in Jeremiah 42. First of all, what's going on? These people, they were in Judah, and they had been punished by Babylon. They'd been rebellious for a long time. They'd been worshiping other gods, other gods, other, other idols. And now at this point, the walls have been torn down. The, the king's house has been burned. They were decimated. Many were taken back captives to Babylon, but some were left to live there still as a remnant. And it didn't look like the promised land anymore. All they saw was destruction. All they saw was the house torn down, the walls torn down, and they saw smoke burning, and they were kind of looking around and saying, this isn't where we're supposed to be. And for some of you, that's where you're at right now. You, you just see that in your marriage. You just see, like, it, it, it doesn't look like, it's just, it's constant fighting. It's constant bickering. It's just like, it, it's a war zone. And you're like, this isn't it. I need to run from this. I shouldn't be here. I need to get out of this place. And, and some of you, it, it's your job right now. You're just like, Man, uh, uh, this is hard. This is a struggle. This is conflict every day. Uh, guess what? Sometimes when there's conflict, Paul says in 1 Corinthians, when there's an open door, sometimes there's an adversary at the open doors that God is opening and saying, this is going to be productive and fruitful. you got to go through it, but you got to fight your way through it. And it's going to be worth it. you got to fight the adversary on the other side of the door. And I'm telling you right now, you got to fight these spirits that are coming against you and saying, you need to quit, you need to give up, you need to uproot and leave. Because God is doing something beneath the soil if you will stay planted. Trust him. He's got something for you. Then Jeremiah 42, these people, they go to the prophet. Jeremiah 42, verse 1. I'll start there. Now all the captains of the forces, Johanan the son of Korea, Jezaniah the son of Hosea, and the people from the least to the greatest, they came near and they said to Jeremiah the prophet, please let our petition be acceptable to you and pray to us, the Lord your God, for all this remnant, there was a remnant left in Judah, for all this remnant, since we are left, but a few of many, as you can see, 
that the Lord your God may show us the way in which we should walk and the thing we should do. Then Jeremiah the prophet said to them, I have heard. Indeed, I will pray to the Lord your God according to your words, and it shall be that whatever the Lord answers you, I will declare it to you. I will keep nothing back from you. That's a good prophet. He won't hold anything back from the people. He'll share everything, whether it's what they want to hear or whether they don't want to hear it. So they said to Jeremiah, let the Lord be true and faithful witness between us if we do not do according to everything which the Lord your God sends us by you. Verse 6, whether it is pleasing or displeasing, we will obey the voice of the Lord our God to whom we send you, that it may be well with us when we obey the voice of the Lord our God. Some of us, we start out with the best of intentions. We're like, yes, I'm going to obey the voice of the Lord, of the God, Lord our God. I'm going to obey. I'm all in. And we even go to people. We ask for prayer. And we say, hey, will you just be praying for me? I got this big decision. I, I got something coming up. I'm, I, I just, I really want to know what God is saying in on it. But when we start to hear counsel come back from those who are planted in our house and our spiritual authority over us, that's what the Bible lays out, by the way. When you're trying to discern a word from the Lord, you go to the word, you listen to his Holy Spirit, but you also bring in the counsel of the wise, those who are walking in the Lord, those who are anointed in the house, those who are leaders. And you say, hey, would you just pray for me? I'm seeking wisdom and discernment in this season. There's multiple ways. We have to test everything because there are lying and deceiving spirits that want to bring disunity to the church. And so that's why it says in God's word, test everything. Test every spirit. Make sure that you are listening and obeying the Holy Spirit above all things. And if the voice you are hearing goes against anything written in his word, then I'm telling you, that's not the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit will never contradict his word. That's where we stand on. This is our foundation right here. So he goes, these men, they go to Jeremiah. They ask him, he says, yeah, I'll pray. Verse 7, and it happened after 10 days. Some of us, we can't even wait one day. They waited 10 days. The word of the Lord came to Jeremiah. Then he called Johanan, the son of Korea, all the captains of the forces which were with him, and all the people from the least to the greatest, and said to them, Thus says the Lord, the God of Israel, to whom you sent me, to present your petition before him, if you will still remain in this land. If you, it's a choice. If you, we have a choice today. If you will remain in this land, then I will build you and not pull you down. And I will plant you and not pluck you up. For I relent concerning the disaster that I have brought upon you. If you will remain in this land, he's called you to this soil. If you will remain in this land, he will build you up. It might not look like it right now in the natural. You might see the war and the decimation around you. You might see the destruction. You might see the brokenness. That's what they saw in the natural. But he was saying, I'm going to do something that nobody can see right now. Don't take your eyes off me. If you'll remain here, if you'll stay planted, I'll move and I'll do a miracle. Verse 11, do not be afraid of the king of Babylon of whom you are afraid. Do not be afraid of him, says the Lord, for I am with you to save you and deliver you from his hand. And I will show you mercy that he may have mercy on you and cause you to return to your own land. Verse 13, but if you say we will not dwell in this land, disobeying the voice of the Lord your God, saying no, 
But we will go to the land of Egypt where we shall see no war, nor hear the sound of the trumpet, nor be hungry for bread, and there we will dwell. They were looking and they saw the grass is greener in Egypt. They were so far removed, generations removed, from their people being enslaved in Egypt, from Pharaoh killing off their children in Egypt, they had forgotten. And now all they saw of Egypt, they saw, oh, the grass is greener over there. If we will go there, then we'll flourish. But God gave them a word to stay planted where they were. That was a word for them. It's a word for us today. We just, we're, we're constantly looking. We're constantly looking around and we're seeing that looks better over there. This person over here in the office, they're showing me some interest. A lot more interest than, than my wife at home or my husband at home. And the grass looks greener over there. There's something there. That just keeps coming back in my spirit today. There's somebody that's been struggling with that today. And I, I'm telling you, you're not alone. There's others in here struggling. You didn't know that. But God wants to heal and bring a miracle in your house. He's going to. I just, I felt that in my spirit. So what, Somebody in here was about to leave. They were about done. After this, you know I'm not done. I'm staying planted. I'm getting fortified. Do you feel that in your spirit right now? Would you just... Do you feel that? That's something to celebrate, church. Sorry, sometimes I just got to teach you. Let, let's celebrate that. Come on, church. Somebody just said in their heart, I'm not going to do it. I'm going to stay planted. I'm not going to leave for Egypt. I'm staying right here where he called me. Because that's what he says in his word. That's what he promised in his word. That if I would stay planted, he's going to bring forth fruit. He's going to flourish me in his courts. Somebody just got a miracle today. <laughs> That's amazing. That's so good. Man. Then here, verse 15, then hear how the word of the Lord, O remnant of Judah. Thus says the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, if you wholly set your faces to enter Egypt and go to dwell there, then it shall be that the sword which you feared shall overtake you. There in the land of Egypt, the famine of which you were afraid shall follow close after you there in Egypt, and there you shall die. So shall it be with all the men who set their faces to go to Egypt to dwell there. They shall die by the sword, by famine, by pestilence, and none of them shall remain or escape from the disaster that I will bring upon them. If you keep hopping from house to house, you're going to miss out on the blessing of being planted and what's he, what he wants to do in your life and in your family's life and in the life of your church if this is your church and you call this your home, I'm telling you, he wants to do a miracle here through you in this house. We need you. We want you. We desire you to be a part of this house. But if you're already planted somewhere else and you know that's where you're called and this is just strengthening you and fortifying you, then praise God. Like, I'm so thankful you were here and you heard that word that you needed to hear today, that you need to stay planted wherever he's got you. Praise God. Because we just love the church. And we want to see the local church, the church, we want to see it move forward and advance and come after the gates of hell day after day. Worship team, I want to invite you up as we get ready, as we get ready to close out here. Verse 18, for thus says the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, as my anger and my fury have been poured out on the inhabitants of Jerusalem, so will my fury be poured out on you when you enter Egypt. And you shall be an oath, an astonishment, a curse, and a reproach. And you shall see this place no more. The grass is not always greener on the other side. 
It might look greener, but I'm telling you that's a lie from the devil. Tell the devil, eat some sap. Eat some sap, baby. You don't get to speak in this house. Eat some sap when he comes after you and he tries to convince you it's going to be better over here. It's going to be better if you leave. It's going to be better if you move on. No, no, eat some sap, devil. That ain't, that ain't for me because I'm planted in his house. I'm established in his house. He's growing down roots in this house. And I'm telling you something else. Let me show you this picture. Give me, a, give me the three palm trees all together, Brennan. Give me the three palm trees all together. When you're planted in this house and you think, oh, it doesn't matter. Like, I, I can get up and leave. I, I can get up and go. Do you know how he plants us as palm trees? He, he plants us side by side. And he plants the cedars side by side. Do you know what's happening? Do, do roots just grow straight down? Not always. For sure not in the palm tree. In the palm tree, they grow out. And they grow down. They grow deep and wide. But when you're planted next to other palm trees, the roots begin to intertwine and connect. You might think, oh, I can do what I want to do and it's not going to affect anybody. Nobody's even going to see this. I'm not even uprooting, but I'm just, I'm going to do what I want to do Friday night and Saturday night. I'm going to live in the darkness and I'm going to hide this and I'm not going to let the Holy Spirit heal what's going on inside of me because I'm fine. It doesn't affect anyone else. No, no, no. Every decision we make affects the house of the Lord because we are intertwined and connected and locked in together. And for some of you, you've been thinking about, I I need to uproot, I need to leave, this isn't the house for me. And it's not gonna affect anybody, nobody's even gonna care. We're gonna care. It's gonna hurt, because when you pull up roots, it's gonna pull up the roots of those around you. It's gonna pull up the roots of those who were planted next to you, who are planted beside you, who are trying to grow up strong beside you. It's gonna hurt us. Because we love you, and we care for you, and you're called here. If you know that Jesus has called you here, do not leave. But if he's told you, hey, if he's given you a word, then you're released. And he's going to, guess what? He's a good gardener. And so what he's going to do is he's going to carefully tend the plants that he calls and he releases out into other soils. He's going to call church planters out of this house. He's going to call men and women that are going to be called to mission work out of this house. I'm sowing seed right now. Some of you, you're receiving this seed right now. He's calling some of you. And someday that's going to happen. And when it does, the way he's going to release you and replant you, it's going to be a miracle because there's going to be no shock. You're going to be fruitful instantly when he calls you and releases you. And there's going to be sadness. But there's not going to be pain. There's going to be joy for what he's calling you into and where he's calling you to go. But if you uproot before he tells you to, if you uproot before he releases you, Yeah, there'll be pain. There'll be hurt. It's going to hurt yourself and it's going to hurt others. Because we're locked in and we're intertwined together in the house of the Lord. War is coming to Egypt. You might think, oh, we just got it here. It's bad here. No. Jeremiah, he prophesied war was coming to Egypt. They couldn't escape what was coming. The sword, the famine, the pestilence. 
Babylon is coming to bring the sword, the famine, the pestilence. You can continue to let your roots grow down in the house he's called you to. Or you can move on to an easier land, to a land of peace, land without challenge. But challenge is coming for every church in the last days. Would you stand up, church? This is a prophetic word for our house. Stay planted and trust what God is doing in this season. Beneath the surface of which you cannot see. You may be frustrated by what you see above the soil, but beneath the soil, roots are growing and extending out, preparing you spiritually for what God's going to do with your life in the natural in these last days ahead. Abraham was told he would be the father of many nations. He had two sons. Isaac was told the same promise. He had two sons. It would have been easy for either of them as fathers to look at what had taken place in the natural and doubt the Lord. But they had faith in the unseen. They had faith in the Spirit. They had faith in what no one else could see. They had faith in the God that moves and does miracles. And they knew that what He was doing underneath the soil was a miracle. And it was fortifying them. It was preparing them. And then all of a sudden, That's how it's going to happen. All of a sudden, everything you've been believing, everything you've been hoping, everything you've been praying for, all of a sudden one day, you're going to start to see the fruit come. Oh, I feel the Holy Spirit. Oh, there's healing in the house right now. If you want to get healed today, you come find me up here. There's healing right now that's about to take place. I can, my hands are getting numb. Whoa. (laughs) I can feel him right now. If you want healing today, don't hold back. Don't wait. If you got a kid that needs healing today, Go get your kids. Bring them up here for healing today after we dismiss here. Bring them up for that miracle today. There's healing in his house and it comes through the blood of Jesus. He's got it for you. It's going to happen suddenly. Before a shoot of grass rises, there's two to three inches beneath the soil that has to grow and take root. Hold on to that. Believe that today, that there's something happening under the soil. Hebrews eleven thirteen. These men, they all died in faith, not having received the promises, but having seen them afar off. They were assured of them, embraced them, and confessed that they were strangers and pilgrims on the earth. Whew. Hold on in this season. Stay rooted and planted. Even when you don't see what you want taking place. Even when you haven't seen the fullness of what you were expecting or what you thought God was going to do. Don't uproot now. Don't move now because there are things happening in your life in the soil. Deep down in your spirit that are being transformed. And there's roots forming. They're going to create a strong foundation for you. You're being rooted and grounded, like Paul says in Ephesians. And they're shooting outward and downward in every direction. And they're intertwining with other trees in his house. And it's building a strong foundation. Trust him in this season. 1 Corinthians, that there should be no schism in the body but that the members should have the same care for one another. And if one member suffers, all the members suffer. And if one member is honored, all the members rejoice with it. Father God, I just pray right now. I pray over this house. I just pray a blessing. A blessing of patience and perseverance in this house. 
I pray for I pray for faith to increase in this house. How does faith increase? It increases by what we say. As we confess with our mouth and believe in our hearts that Jesus is Lord and that He still moves, it will increase our faith. So let me just hear you say it, church. Say, I believe in Jesus right now. One, two, three. Come on, church. We got to keep saying it and declaring it because that's how our faith increases. When the apostles said, Lord, increase our faith, he said to them, if you would just say to this mountain, you might be facing a mountain right now, begin to say out loud God's word to this mountain. Begin to say it. Begin to say it. Begin to declare it out loud. Not just in your head. No, no, you got to declare it with your mouth. Confess that Jesus is Lord. Some of you, that's you today. You need to confess that he's Lord of your life. Come forward to the altar. Don't wait another second. Come to the altar today. Prayer team, ministry team, would you get in place to just receive people today that need to confess with their mouth that Jesus is Lord and Savior and that He is everything. That they can lay down every idol, every false god, everything that they've worshipped in this world ahead of Him and that they would declare Him today with their mouth that He is Lord and that He is moving. Stay planted, church. Stay patient. Father God, I just pray right now for the spirit of wisdom and revelation to come upon this house, that we would get a fresh revelation, that we would receive a fresh revelation of who you are and what you're doing and how you're moving. Lord, we declare it right now in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen.